life has a tendency to get busier. It's easy to add more, but taking time off, well, that's a little more of a challenge. And it has to be intentional, pre-planned, and definitely filled with those things that genuinely breathe life back into you. And that's why, among other things this week, I'll be sharing my new plan to take a break from this podcast for the first time ever. Now, don't worry, it's not long and it won't start for a while. Uh, This week on the 5AM Miracle, this is episode number 402, uh, we're going to discuss sabbaticals, creative rejuvenation, and trying to figure out new directions for your life, your business, or other goals you may want to achieve, all through the lens of figuring out how to take genuine time off that is really refreshing. Now, this episode this week is going to be recorded a little differently than most. You may have heard that already. Uh, The tone is different. The pacing is different. The goal that I want to achieve at the end of this episode for you is different. As opposed to checking boxes, getting more done, or celebrating a finish line that you just crossed, we're going to go the opposite direction and really discuss what it means to not do any of that stuff and not get too bogged down in this idea of wanting to just do more. And along those same lines, kind of a behind-the-scenes little uh, preview here, I'm also recording this episode in a different way than I usually do, aside from uh, backing off on the intro music that's got some energy there. Uh, I'm also recording this episode while sitting down, which may sound kind of strange, but I record everything standing up. I stand all day long. I work at my standing desk. I'm constantly you know, chugging more coffee and working long hours because I love what I do and I want to do more of it. But I knew for this episode this week, I could not approach this from the same perspective. I needed a new approach. And so this morning, I had a whole lot less caffeine, and I chose to sit down for this recording because I wanted the emotional impact of what I'm going to say to really resonate with you from the direction of slowing the pace, of finding yourself in a new a new place in your life and your work where you don't have to rush so much. You can actually have time to breathe. You can take time off. You can enjoy the moment a little bit more. You know, at the time of this recording, it's the middle of summer. And there are a lot of summer vacations going on. In fact, my wife and I are heading to a wedding across the country in just a couple of days. And so we're going to have the chance to take a few days off with some close friends and really spend some time just chilling out and being with friends and family. And that's not something that I do as intentionally as I would want to do normally. If you look at my annual calendar, the way that I plan my life, The one thing you'll notice if you're looking for it is the lack of space, the lack of time off, the lack of a intentional plan to just chill out. Now, I'm really good at checking boxes. I am really good at working 14 and 16 hour days. I'm not really good at having just a day off to just chill, which is why I personally need this episode and why I think you may as well. So along these lines that I'm not very good at taking time off and need a break and knowing that I want you and I both to get to a place where we can really feel like taking time for ourselves is good, let's start this conversation today, this episode, 
with a little bit of meditation, a, a little slower pace. So I'm going to play some music here. Let's see if I can, I can fade this in. We're going to take just a minute to, to chill, a minute to pause. Uh, if you're driving right now, please keep your eyes open. Um, otherwise, if you're in a place where you can take just a minute to slow what you're doing and get your headspace wrapped around this idea that we're going to be going somewhere new this week. But let's, let's start right there. So take a minute and just breathe. So now let's dig into a simple conversation about taking the time off that you need to recharge. Uh, Once again, the episode this week is called Sabbaticals, Creative Rejuvenation, and New Directions. And I want to spend the bulk of the conversation today talking about this concept of time off or free time. Uh, My last published book is called The Free Time Formula, which really highlights my own personal weaknesses, if you want to be honest about it. What it points out are all the things I'm pretty bad at that I have to work very intentionally at to to find some balance in my life between all the working uh, to get to that time of all the resting. So we're going to discuss why we need time off. If you are like me, if you're a type A person who loves to drink your coffee, to wake up early, to be ambitious, uh, maybe you're in a career where you're doing sales or it's high energy or you just like the perspective of feeling like you are a high achiever, you are a doer, you're a getting things done kind of person. You know, I I respect that. That's my life. I'm right with you there. But you and I both know that that doesn't work forever. That time off, that rest is a beautiful thing when you can do it right. So I want to go through a few items today to really break down the epic importance of rest. And let's just start with the first and most obvious thing to me, which I have seen firsthand recently in a very clear way, which is that busyness itself is not a sign of productivity that busyness is not a sign of effectiveness. It may actually lead to achieving goals. It may lead you feeling better emotionally in the moment. But the act of just being busy is a distraction. It's a distraction from the things that might actually bring more value to your life than anything else. Busyness is an addiction. Just straight up. Being busy is 
it's an act of wanting to just distract yourself, most likely, from the things that you know would actually bring more value to your life. Now, it doesn't mean that you working hard on a project isn't of itself a distraction because that may be what you're trying to do. But it's very common to just want to fill your time with more and more and more because there's something you're probably avoiding. This is the case for me. I know that the busier I get, the more that it probably means I don't actually know what matters right now. So I'm taking the level of everything up to the highest possible value. I'm assigning this priority checklist of everything is number one, which is impossible. And it's the wrong way to approach productivity. It's the wrong way to approach a life that's well-balanced and a life that adds value. That's a surefire way to burn yourself out. And if you're in a place where you feel exhausted all the time, where busyness runs your day-to-day life, I'm not going to say you're doing it wrong, but I think that that's a sign that there could be a better way. I know there's a better way. And that's a way where priorities actually mean something, where if something is number one, it actually is, and that means everything else is not. And so to get yourself to a point where you can very clearly acknowledge, here's what matters and here's what doesn't, well, that's a very different way to approach your day than to say, look at this long checklist. I better get started bright and early because if I don't, I'm not going to have time for all of this. And then when the end of the day rolls around and you've been working nonstop and you're just so tired And you feel like, well, tomorrow is going to be another one of these days. And so the next day and the next and the next. And it just doesn't end. Well, that level of busyness is a distraction from acknowledging your priorities. A distraction from knowing what matters and just focusing on those few things. So you need time off just to be able to find that balance between the really important stuff and all the noise. Along those same lines, number two of why we need more time off is that if we continue that busyness pace, we end up where I did four years ago, which was the hospital. I had a series of panic attacks that led me into a very stress-induced, full-on, just almost life-ending style panic attack where I took an ambulance to the emergency room and had a doctor tell me that I didn't have a heart attack but it was very similar that I was working at such an aggressive pace that I was literally physiologically burning my body to death. And that if I continued that pace, I would be back in the ER with an actual heart attack soon after. So I was loving my life at the time. That's kind of the, the irony there. I thought things were going well. I was excited about my progress. I was excited about the goals being achieved. I knew that I was busy. But I didn't want to acknowledge that that busyness in and of itself was the problem. That my desire to want more was the thing holding me back from actually achieving more. Now, for that kind of paradoxical statement to work, you have to redefine what more means. And what I'm talking about here is not more checkboxes, because that leads you to the hospital, but more value. And that actually comes from fewer checkboxes, fewer goals, less to do. Shorter days, easier days, a more well-balanced life. You're not going to get to where you want to be if all you ever do is push. Which seems counterintuitive. It seems backwards. And on the surface, it is. 
But when you dig just under the surface to figure out what's actually going on here in these crazy busy lives of ours, it's that we've given too much value to too many things. We've said yes to too much. We've gone at full speed for so long we don't know any different. We don't know what it means to slow down. We don't know what it means to chill out or take a vacation. What's a vacation, right? What, what does that even mean? Like I, I'm not joking here when I say that Tessa and I have been planning this trip uh, for this wedding we're going to in a couple of days. We've been planning this trip for well over a year because we were invited to go somewhere to take some time off. And this has been on our radar for such a long time. And even knowing that it's coming has been kind of a, well, wait a minute, what do we do here? How does this work? Now, yes, part of this is the pandemic and the fact that we were sheltered for so long that even leaving our house feels kind of awkward sometimes. But I think beyond that, really acknowledging that the two of us, Tessa and I, we don't do a very good job of letting go, of intentionally pre-planning time to make sure that we have what we need. And so because we don't do that, well, then it's totally possible that you know, a couple of years down the road, I could find myself right back to where I was with those panic attacks, with that trip to the ER. And there's a lot to discuss about exactly what happened with me a few years ago and why I ended up where I was. But I think that very clearly, I had said yes way too much. And I had not acknowledged the realities of the things that I needed. And so I, I don't want you to be in that same place. What if in 2024, you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with my sponsor, Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. Which brings me to number three, which is that the rhythm of life of the ups and the downs, of working hard and playing hard. That's what life is really supposed to be. It's not all supposed to be some even, kind of mediocre, kind of lame pace, right? Like, I'm not asking you or me to work at a very, like, methodical rate that everything is just one foot in front of the other and every day feels kind of medium, right? That's not what I'm going for. I think some people may thrive in that environment where every day feels kind of like an even keel experience. Every day feels kind of the same and it's all pleasant. Nothing's ever really too hard or too easy. It's all just kind of right there in the middle. 
generally, that's not how most people live their lives. We tend to live lives either always on and super extreme, or I think the ones that are doing it best, which by the way is not me, are the people who are able to balance having that those sprints of working hard and really giving their all to something, but then fully detaching and being able to just break away and take time off and chill out because they know they need it and they want it and they're good at it. I, I think chilling out is a skill. I think knowing how to detach yourself and fully be present in a on a vacation, on a holiday, to be fully present in those moments is a skill. Now, you may have been born into a family or culture where that was more acknowledged and celebrated. Um, I definitely can tell you firsthand that Americans, right, the American value system is one of just working to the bone, and it is exhausting. And I am kind of the quintessential example of that. Versus other cultures, like I have visited in the past, they don't share those same values. They kind of look at what I'm doing and just go, what What are you doing, Jeff? What, what is all this? Why are you working so hard? What's all this caffeine for? What are you trying so hard to accomplish? Because these other people who I have, I'm personal friends with and people that I know well, they take long, long vacations, long holidays, a chance to really just enjoy what life has to offer, which is what you miss if life is just a series of checkboxes. It's really hard to have fun at the beach if all you're going to do is check, well, yes, I I swam in the ocean today. Yes, I built a sandcastle. Check, check, check. Right? Like, maybe you could approach a vacation like that and have a literal checklist of things you're going to do. In some cases, sure. But I think that there's a better way. A way where that list doesn't need to be there at all. You just, just chuck it and just go hang out with your friends and family. Number four for why we need time off is that rest can truly restore your soul. Rest is your friend. Intentional rest is even better because then you are able to take that from a place of saying, because I want to rest, I'm going to guarantee time for it. You know, I've talked a lot in this podcast about focus blocks of time, my F-bots. And focus blocks of time are based on one simple priority or one simple framework, which is that it's distraction-free. There are no distractions because you have intentionally gone through each and every one of those itty-bitty things that could pull you away from what you're doing, and you acknowledge that, okay, here's a distraction, let's block it. Here's another one, we block it. And when each of those obstacles are removed, it gives you a clear path to focus. That's exactly what resting intentionally means. And it's, it's the exact same process. If you acknowledge that you want to break, that you want time off, that you want to chill, well, what's stopping you? What specifically is stopping you? Go identify what those things are that hold you back from having the time you need and just get rid of that obstacle. Directly address it. Maybe it's financial, so you save some money. Maybe it's time, so you ask your boss for time off or you rearrange your schedule. Maybe it's a conversation with your spouse or partner. Maybe it's something that you just know you have full control over, but you haven't done it. This has been my story. I have complete control over my time. I'm an entrepreneur. I can literally do whatever I want. I mean, within some framework, some boundaries, but I have a ton of autonomy. And with that autonomy, I have made a lot of very intentional decisions that looking back on it, they were the wrong ones. 
I screwed up in a lot of ways. I have made you know daily decisions in many cases that have added up to results that are not healthy, not productive, not fulfilling. They're not the choices that are going to lead me to the life I'm going to look back on and be you know fulfilled with. It's one where I look back and go, man, what was I trying to do? What was I working so hard for? And when I'm able to acknowledge that that's how I've been living, it just highlights the need to say, well, then let's try something new. Let's prioritize rest. Let's prioritize sleep. Let's prioritize something that refreshes me, that refuels me, that rejuvenates me, that makes me excited again to do what it is that I do. Because I know firsthand that when I'm approaching, we'll we'll use the podcast as a good example, that if I have an episode to record or an interview I'm going to conduct or some work to do on the show, and I'm not excited about it, or in fact it's the opposite and I really don't want to do it, and I'm trying to find excuses not to do it, almost always what that means is that I'm just tired. Because I love this show. I love to produce this content. This is not a problem for me. This is an opportunity. But if I don't view it as that, if I'm in a like a consistent, like habitual way of living where doing things I normally love now feel like a chore, then that is a direct sign that I am probably just exhausted and I need to rejuvenate. I need to refuel. I need to sleep. And when those things happen, then all of a sudden I can come back to the work ready to, to get into it because I'm excited about it again and I want to dig in. That's where I want you to be with your work, with your projects, with your goals, it, it, realizing and knowing full well that if you are not excited, if the passion seems to be waning, there's a pretty good chance you just need some sleep. The same thing you said about in, in the health world, it's very common for someone to say, well, if you feel the need to eat a lot of food all the time, there's a pretty good chance you're not actually hungry, you're just dehydrated. And if you drank some more water and got some better sleep, you'd actually be able to control your food in a, in a much more direct way. I think the same thing is true about our just desire to work and our energy and our enthusiasm for the things that we do. Oftentimes, what we're missing is the chance to not do those things for a little while. And when that's in place, we get to come back ready, which then directly leads us to number five this week, which is that your best work and your breakthroughs, those real serious aha moments, they're going to come from downtime. You know, your ideas that come in the shower or for me recently at the gym, my ideas that come to me while in the sauna, those ideas come because I'm not actually working at that time. I actually thought yesterday I was in the sauna at the gym that I go to here in Nashville and I had a creative idea I wanted to write down, but realized like, wait, I'm in the sauna. I don't have my phone. I don't have a notebook. I'm in a place where everyone's just really sweaty. Like it's a pretty gross place to be, uh, to be creative. But I had these ideas I wanted to write down and it just reiterated to me and reinforced to me that this is where these ideas come from. They come from those times in our lives where we just chill out. Or in my case, in a very direct way, just sit there and sweat for a while. And that's all of a sudden when our brains are more open, creativity has room to breathe, and then the ideas begin to flow. Now, I'm saying creativity here possibly from the business perspective of creative ideas of things you want to do with your your business or a new book you want to write. That's part of it. But the other side of that coin is creative energy towards the things you want to spend more time on in your life. 
I know that my wife, Tessa, has a lot of creative energy around being a mother. And whenever she gets the chance to calm down, a lot of the ideas that kick into her brain are new creative ways to play with our daughter, Maisie, new ways to re-engage with herself. I mean, now that she's pregnant, you know what she's going to be doing going forward as the mother of two. And so there's a lot of that creative, you know, energy and thoughts and ideas in her head. And I know seeing her every single day that when she slows down, those ideas begin to flow a whole lot faster. Fast forward to the end of 2024 and think about your goals. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should check out my sponsor, Babbel. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, and studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions, without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now, the sixth idea this week about why we need more downtime is that there is more to life than your next goal. Really, goals are great. I love them. We discuss those things all the time on this show. But life is lived in those tiny moments that have nothing to do with goals at all. You know, as much as I love to chug forward to, you know, one step in front of the other to always be on to the next task, to use my task managers and all these things I love to talk about. Those are great, but the things that I look back on, the things that I cherish the most, the things that really stand out to me as this is life well lived, those often come from moments that have nothing to do with productivity, nothing to do with my work day, and have everything to do with those other moments in life. And so once you can acknowledge that where the value of your life comes from, which maybe sure, part of it comes from work, definitely, but if a lot of the value you get from your life comes in those other moments, then the question is, how do you not just cherish the ones you have, but have more of them? How do you create the opportunity to have more of those life-affirming time periods? And that's going to come from taking time off seriously. Which brings me to the final component for the episode this week, which is how to take time off. What does it mean on a practical level to be able to take the time you need? Well, number one, there's time off you're going to take every single day, and that means sleeping. This is the number one thing. If you could do anything this week that's going to improve your life with time off, it's sleep. You could also do things during the day like meditation or yoga or reading or listening to music or time with friends after work. Like All of these things are great to do, and all of these things could represent 
what a sabbatical could mean in a short-term sense of time away from something that pulls your energy to doing things that then bring energy back into you. The second would be time off you could take every single week. These are more intentional things you'd put on the calendar, like a trip to the park or a family outing over the weekend or scheduling a dinner at your favorite restaurant. Opportunities on a more consistent basis to be able to get out and do something that once again will fill you back up. Now, on a monthly basis, you may plan something like Tessa and I have done for the last couple of years, which is a day date. So we actually plan a whole day off of work. Usually it's a Friday where the two of us will go and spend an entire day together. Now, in the past, we used to have kind of nights out or a a date night. But with a three-year-old in the house and another baby on the way, date nights are almost impossible to pull off without a babysitter and it gets it gets messy. So we have day dates where we both take time off work and spend the entire day together, which is actually so much better than our date nights used to be. And so I would encourage you to have time with your partner or spouse, your boyfriend, girlfriend, your person, spend some time with them on a day date. I think it's fantastic. It's it's very fulfilling. Um, Or I also do this as well. I take time by myself for a long hike or time to work on my favorite hobby, which recently has been woodworking. So on a consistent monthly basis, scheduling time to be in a a passion project or a hobby. Now, on a grander scale, so back one step further, on a quarterly basis, um, I think it's great to schedule like a three-day weekend. Usually a retreat, you go to a cabin, you have time away, some place where you can go and physically be, I I think it's best in the woods or in nature or just a new place to go uh, to experience something a little bit different, changing your perspective which helps a lot because anything that takes you away from the usual daily grind is going to give you that sense of rejuvenation, but in a different way. So for me, a quarterly, you know, getaway, it's also a chance to review my biggest goals and really take a a reflection period to ask myself where I want to go with the next quarter of my life and work. So this is a great opportunity for you to have that sense of time off, but with an intentional plan behind it to make it a productive use of your time, but one that's based around planning of the bigger things you want to achieve. And then finally, on an annual basis, you want to really look for those bigger trips, those one, two, three-week vacations where you are just out, where you're on holiday, you are not approachable, you are gone, your cell phone's turned off, really detached from life. These are the kinds of summer vacations you may be on right now. These are the kinds of activities that If they're not planned far in advance and booked out in your calendar, they may never happen. This is my opportunity personally that I'm working on a lot more as I go forward, which is the longer term planning of big chunks of time off. I think that looking at my own life, I'm really good at taking time off on a daily basis now more than ever. So the balance of my day to day is much more healthy, but I'm still missing the bigger chunks. I think most people tend to be the opposite. Most people tend to have their vacations pre-planned because they have PTO at work. You know, their paid time off is already preset, but their day-to-day lives are hectic and chaotic. And so the key here is to figure out where you're struggling the most and, and address that directly to figure out, you know, where am I the most stressed? Where am I the most busy? And how can I really intentionally take some, some prioritization over rest? and see where that leads in terms of improvement of your overall stress levels and balance between uh, the working hard and playing hard. Having said all of that, 
I'm taking this podcast more seriously. I alluded at the beginning about taking time off from this show for the first time ever, and that is going to be happening. So this podcast has been going on since 2013. So we're at the, at the current recording time. We just hit the eight-year anniversary. I've recorded over 400 episodes of this show. This is episode number 402. You know, this show has gone live every Monday morning for eight years, except for one small time period three years ago when my first daughter, Maisie, was born, and I switched to an every other week publication schedule, which was great and necessary. I'm glad that I did that, uh, but I wanted the show to be a weekly show and to continue to produce content going forward, and so I went back to a weekly show as quickly as I could, and I've stuck with that ever since. Well, on the same idea of taking time off, I'm going to take what I'm calling a podcast sabbatical. Now, a traditional sabbatical could be something that like a professor might do at a university where they take a whole semester off of school and they travel, you know, across the globe and do some big research project or just take a sabbatical and just go on vacation for a long time. What I'm going to be doing with this podcast is a recurring sabbatical schedule. So every June and every December this podcast will have no new episodes. That's a big change for me because I have stuck with this very specific, very diligent, disciplined, you know, production schedule to say that I'll have a new a new episode that goes live every Monday morning, no matter what, whether I'm on vacation or not, whether there's a holiday here in the U.S. or not. Every single Monday morning, an episode of this show has gone live and it will continue to do so every Monday, unless this schedule changes, but I think that this one's pretty good. This new production schedule will give me intentional time off twice a year for one month in each of those all those time periods. So the first one is actually corresponded directly to the due date of my next daughter. So when my wife delivers our next baby, uh, I'll have a month off, which will be really great for our family and really great for my sanity. On top of that, though, what I think that a sabbatical like that can provide on a very direct level is whenever you take the chance to let go of work you normally do, there's an opportunity to do basically one of two things. Either rest and just do kind of sleeping, hobbies, easy stuff, fun stuff, just chill out, which is definitely part of the plan. But the other part, and this is the one I'm most excited about, is the chance to do things differently. That when you have time off, you have an opportunity to rethink the way that you live and work. You have a chance to create a whole new set of daily habits, a whole new set of of projects that you might want to pursue. You have the, the space to breathe and think and brainstorm. The space to truly let your brain cells just go wild because you don't have the distractions from the usual grind of the work that you're doing. Now, depending on the kind of career that you're in, you may not have the chance to take a whole month off. And, and don't kid yourself, it won't be an actual month off for me. I'll still be doing other things in my business. But some of the bigger chunks of the work that I do will not be there, which will free up enormous amounts of time for me. So I'm not scheduling meetings. I have no specific you know, projects to pursue at this point for these, these times off. But you know, I have bigger goals for my business. There are things I would want to see happen. Everything from new books to write, to new courses to launch, a whole new directions of the business to go into. I have, I have multiple ideas of things that I could do. But one of the things that tends to happen with life is that we get really busy in the day-to-day. And these bigger ideas of projects to pursue 
they they tend to get procrastinated on for such a long time that at some point they feel like bucket list fantasies. They went from a practical idea you wanted to pursue to one where you just feel like it's never going to happen. And that's been the, the case for me the last couple of years is I have so many ideas and so many of them are just sitting there. They're not being pursued. They're not going anywhere. And if I don't give myself the chance to let those ideas have some wings, then they're just going to sit there indefinitely. You know, last week on the podcast, I discussed the breakdown for me between how I used to use Evernote and how I now use DevonThink. And one of the key aspects of how I'm now using the DevonThink application on my Mac is that I have my current projects, the things that I'm working on now to complete, but I have this whole other section, this big section of just future ideas, all these things I want to see happen. And one thing that can be very frustrating is to look at this future list and just think like, oh my gosh, like how am I ever going to even approach any of these things? Because there's so many fun things I could be doing. And that's where time off kicks in because that's where you have the chance to reshape what your life and business and career can look like. It's the chance to, to start over again in a sense and really brainstorm, if I could do things a better way, what would that look like? Write it down and clarify that so that when you come back from your break, back from your sabbatical, you've got a new life now. You've got a new plan. You have a new daily habit, a new, maybe you have a 5 a.m. wake up call at that point. Maybe you have a new set of, of habits to go to the gym more often or to have creative time to write every day or time with your family or time to be social with your friends or you have something that is going to allow you to become the person you've been trying to become for so long. So to attempt to wrap up what I'm saying here this week, there is an opportunity for you. There's a chance for you to do things differently, a chance for you to approach your life in a way that says, yes, I'm going to take my resting time seriously. Yes, there's going to be time off. And yes, that time off will be intentional and well thought out so that I can address those things I want to address and really become the person I've been trying to become. But for whatever reason, I've just found myself a little too busy, a little too distracted, a little too in my head. And having that chance to get a refresher, that's what I need. And that's what I'm going to prioritize going forward. And for that action step this week, of course, go plan your next sabbatical. Now, you don't need to take a year off from your job and travel the world in order to gain some healthy perspective on where you are today and where you could be in the near future. So start small, carve out some time for yourself, and see what a little stillness can do for you. JeffSanders.com slash 402 is the place to go for the show notes this week. Also go to 5AMMiracle.com to join the 5AM Club and get free email updates about this show. That's all I've got for you here on the 5AM Miracle Podcast this week. Until next time, you have the power to change your life, and the fun begins bright and early. Hey, it's Jeff Sanders, and I'm here to tell you about Greg McEwen and his amazing show, The Greg McEwen Podcast, part of the Yap Media Network. Want to achieve more by doing less, all while avoiding burnout? You can design a life that really matters with Greg McEwen, author of New York Times bestsellers, Effortless and Essentialism. 
His mission is to help you advocate and negotiate your way to remarkable results. Every Tuesday, Greg discusses one key topic he finds interesting and valuable through the lens of the essentialist. Every Thursday, he invites thought leaders, entrepreneurs, celebrities, and people like you for inspired weekly conversations focused on learning how to do what matters first and do less but better. His content will stir your thoughts and spark inspiration and action. And his British accents, well, that's just the cherry on top. Subscribe to the Greg McEwen podcast today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform.